This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. Inferno Canto 17 has a central position within the Cantica Inferno and presents fundamental issues of moral importance to the reader. In this canto, we find numerous mythological references and two main ideas, which are the importance of Virgil as Dante's leading master and the portrayal of the deceptive nature of fraud as embodied by the beast Gerion. While literary commentary has focused on Dante's representation of fraud, less critical attention has been placed on the important role of Virgil as a leading master gifted with wisdom and integrity. The need for a leading master to accompany the pilgrim Dante along his spiritual journey is an idea that Dante inherited from biblical tradition. In Exodus chapters 14 and 20, we learn that successful journeys through adverse conditions were made possible by divine intervention and the prodigious efforts and wisdom of a leading master. In these celebrated biblical accounts, Moses first facilitates the miraculous crossing of the Red Sea and later functions as a spiritual guide in conveying the Ten Commandments to the Israelites. In the Divine Comedy, Virgil is not only a spiritual guide who inspires and elevates Dante, he is also a guardian of the poet to protect the pilgrim Dante from physical peril. To emphasize the leading role of Virgil in Inferno Canto 17, Dante assigns the opening words of this canto to Virgil, who alerts Dante with the following warning. Behold the beast who bears the pointed tail, who crosses mountains, shatters weapons and walls. Behold the one whose stench fills all the world. Dante clearly illustrates the dual role of Virgil as a leading master. Virgil first warns Dante about the physical peril of the monster and then elaborates on the insidious nature of fraud, which infiltrates the world. In Tercina V, Virgil then indicates to Dante that the beast should not be avoided but faced directly. Therefore, Virgil calls Gerion to come ashore. It is interesting to note that when the monster reaches the shore, he keeps his poisonous tail hidden. Dante describes the deceptive nature of Gerion in the following manner. And he came on that filthy effigy of fraud and landed with his head and torso, but did not draw his tail onto the bank. The vivid imagination of Dante's poetry is revealed through the majestic description of Gerion as having the face of a just man whose back, chest and flanks were distinguished by beautiful designs comparable to a Turkish fabric. Dante describes Gerion in the following way. 
The face he wore was that of a just man. So gracious was his features, outer semblance, and all his strong, the body of a serpent. He had two paws, with hair up to the armpits, his back and chest, as well as both his flanks, had been adorned with twinging knots and circlets. No Turks or Tartars ever fashioned fabrics more colorful in background and relief, nor had Arachne ever loomed such webs. The symbolic details in this description allude to the complex nature of fraud. So how should we define fraud? Fraud could be described as deceptive behavior adopted by human to infringe divine laws for personal gain. To further clarify the idea of deception in relation to fraud, Dante refers to the myth of Arachne as recounted by the Roman poet Ovid. In Metamorphosis, Ovid describes the transformation of Arachne into a spider as punishment for weaving a flawless tapestry perceived by the goddess Minerva to be deceptive. As the journey progresses, Virgil then instructs Dante to alter their path to the right in order to approach the malicious beast. Once in proximity of the monster, Virgil creates a strategic destruction for Dante so he can control and tame Gerion before the two travelers mount the beast to continue their journey through the underworld. While Virgil engages with Gerion, Dante encounters three users whose obsession with wealth deprived them from experiencing the joy of the divine gift of life. The poet states, So I went on alone and even farther along the seventh circlet's outer margin to where the melancholy people sat. We may ask, how does Dante describe this group of sinners? The users are depicted as being tormented by flames and burning soil and wearing a money pouch around their neck that was the primary source of their attention. Their money pouches were distinguished by the detailed crest of their noble family. It is important to note that during the Middle Age, the practice of usury was viewed as the accumulation of wealth without the employment of human labor. Usury was therefore judged by Dante in a negative way, as it was not in agreement with the biblical account of God who labored to form creation. After leaving the sinners, Dante returns to Virgil, who instructs the poet to mount Gerion in front so that Virgil can protect Dante from the beast's dangerous tail. Virgil advises Dante in the following manner. Be strong and daring now, for our descent is by this kind of stairs. You mount in the front, I want to be between, so that the tail can't do you any harm. With these words, Virgil demonstrates the primary role of the leading master who provides wisdom in addition to physical and emotional protection for the poet. This episode is also of importance as it emphasizes 
Dante's trust in Virgil. Although Dante is terrified by the monster, he exercises humility and obediently mount Gerion in accordance with his master's instructions. After mounting the monster, Virgil holds the poet to protect him from falling off the beast. In describing his fear while on the back of Gerion, Dante references the mythical account of Phaethon and Icarus, whose failure at flight was caused by their reckless pride and disobedience to the guidance of their fathers. Virgil then instructs Gerion to proceed slowly to ensure a safe descent. Dante describes Gerion's delicate descent between two layers of inferno as a dynamic and gentle circular flight that creates a restorative pause for the reader from the chaotic nature of inferno. Their slow descent is beautifully described in the following manner. Slowly, slowly swimming, he moves on. He wheels and descends, but I feel only the wind upon my face and the wind rising. Inferno 17 concludes with Virgil and Dante's safe landing and Gerion's swift retreat. So what can we learn from this canto? The positive conclusion of Virgil and Dante's descent celebrates the integrity of Virgil in leading Dante safely through danger and the wisdom of Virgil in imparting an essential lesson on how to turn an adverse circumstance represented by the fraudulent Gerion into a favorable opportunity for the successful continuation of Dante's journey toward spiritual elevation. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Tory Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.